0: Welcome back. Welcome to the Red River Rise, and I'm Pastor Mike with author Rick Salcido, and uh, today we're going to get into part two of the message entitled Are You a Contagion? And yes, you did hear me right. I said contagion, not contagious. However, Brother Rick here, catch us up to speed here a little bit about what we covered last time, and let's get into the les- today's uh, lesson here.
1: Well, the definition of a contagion is an influence that spreads rapidly. Uh, something that's readily transmittable, you know, a readily transmission of an idea or an emotion from person to person. Now, nu- usually we think of uh, when we think of contagion or contagious, we think of a disease transferring from one person to the other. But attitudes, you know, mm-hmm. laughter can be contagious. Absolutely. Um, f- faith can be contagious. Fear can be contagious. So that's what we're talking about is uh, uh having contagious faith versus contagious fear. Well, sounds good.
0: Sounds good. So where are we going to pick back up at then?
1: We're going to pick up in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17 and verse 40 through 44. And we see here, David had, uh, in some previous verses, he had just talked uh faith talk, so to speak. Okay. You know, he was saying, you know, that giant is nothing to me. I've killed a lion. I've killed a bear. God protected me then. He's going to protect and give me victory now. Right. And in verse, starting in verse 40, we see uh David putting his faith into action. And it says, then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in his pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said. I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. (laughs) So, you know, David speaks with faith. Faith, He puts it into action, but his circumstances defy him. Sure. You know, they didn't just instantly disappear.
0: Yeah, they're not going to roll over and play dead now. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So sometimes the giants in our lives, and I use giants here as a metaphor for negative circumstances, challenges, promises, or problems. So sometimes the giants in our life, you know, they'll mock us. They seem to mock us like we'll have faith, we'll put it in action, and things get worse. Right. You know, but, um, you know, every attempt to confront them might seem useless, but we can't lose heart. We got to keep going. You know, we got to uh, fight the good fight of faith. Absolutely. And not give up. Absolutely. Because um, David, you know... As he prepared to, to confront the giant, all right, so the giant starts yelling at him, cursing at him and everything. He could have got scared. He could have lost his nerve and, and turned around and left. But he didn't do that. He, he pressed on. Right. And in verse 45 through 47, it says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all into you. He will give all of you into our hands. That's right. So David, well, when the problems struck back at him, when the giant, uh you know, cursed him and s- sneered at him and everything, he pressed on with more faith. And
0: uh, Do you notice what, what he kept pointing back to, not in his own ability? Right. I mean, all through this, he keeps putting this back on. Hey, I'm not worried about it because I'm not fighting. The Lord is fighting for me and right. through me.
1: So yeah. He, he he knew that God would do the heavy lifting. That's right. And and,
0: he, he, and through that humility of knowing that, I mean, that really – that. You have to know that because uh, so often we we'll want it to kind of take it upon ourselves, say I can do this or I can do that. Even if if we're attributing it attributing it to God, we still will find ourselves doing that. But David did not. He stayed mm-hmm. in humility in that and kept putting it back to him, saying, "Look, I'm not worried about it because I am fully, fully reliant upon God." F R O G, frog. frog mm-hmm. Our pastor said, "Yeah, fully rely upon God."
1: Right. Yep. So. David confronts his issue, his, his giant with faith. The giant sneers back at him, curses him and stuff. And, but David doesn't lose his nerve. Right. And he, he, he continues to advance toward the giant speaking faith, mm-hmm. trusting in God. Uh, you know, I wonder, I stop and think, now I doubt there was a single Philistine soldier there that thought David would win.
0: No, I'm sure they were probably, you know, all laughing it up and right. you know, making fun of him and everything else like that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, and I wonder how many Israeli soldiers. David would win.
0: Well, I, I'm wondering how many of them were just thinking, "Oh, good grief, this is it. We're done. We're done for now. This yeah. is the end of it. I mean, this is yeah. uh, this he, boy out here has just sealed our fate. Our fate. Right.
1: Know? He's gonna lose, and we're gonna become subjects of the Philistines. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, that would go along with the trend that's already been setting in their mind frame. I mean, they already were fearful right out the gate with this so yeah i don't know why it would deviate after that point, yeah you know they were
1: paralyzed with fear on okay how do we get out of this mess right you know we're we're going to end up slaves to the philistines how do we get out of this mess yeah and they were paralyzed they didn't know what to do and david shows up
0: yeah god god doesn't care about um and of course you know i'm, I'm sure david was physically fit so on and so forth, but god doesn't care about uh what you have to bring to the table Just your willingness to be at the table, and then let him give you what you need. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what God really looks for, time and time and time again in the Bible.
1: Mm -hmm. Faith and obedience. That's
0: right, man. And which is much better than sacrifice. I got to be honest with you with that too. You you can't sacrifice your way into to to that uh, that that position. Uh, But anyway, Mm -hmm. all right, continue on, buddy.
1: All right. Oh, and just one other note. Say a valiant warrior of Israel did challenge Goliath and beat him. Mm -hmm. Who would get the glory? Right, sure. Yeah, so here, here's this youth, a shepherd boy, not even a trained soldier, right. and he, you know, he says, "In the name of God, God will fight my battle." He gives God the glory before he even confronts the giant, yeah. and he wins. You know, and 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 so God gets all the glory. Well, you know, when God,
0: God's unexplainable, you know. So everything that God does is unexplainable, and that's why you know that it is God. So that way, it's not anything that you can put into a realm that you can define or hold into a box or limit, or explain in your own power and being. So, absolutely, I'm a child, a boy. I could see being, you know, used by God, mm-hmm. not not by us, you know. But anyway, Here.
1: yep. All right. So, verse forty-eight through fifty, as the Philistine moved closer to attack. To attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell down face to, face down to the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him.
0: With a stone.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, those slings, they could sling a, a stone 100 miles an hour. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's not like, a, you know... You're skipping a rock across the the pond, right, I mean I, yeah, 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 absolutely,
1: so this stone you know had the right velocity, hit Goliath in the right spot,, uh, and it was just like a bullet, yep, I mean it just went right into his into his forehead mm-hmm. into his brain, just like David had shot him with a with a gun, yep, you know, so really, to me, that's the first you know bullet ever used, it just <laughs> didn't come from a gun right, <laughs> but um. You know, so David, uh, God, I want to say God conquers Goliath through David. That's right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so David has the victory. David was just a tool. Yeah. You know, so the, all the glory goes to God no matter, you know, how big a ministry gets or how great a person becomes, uh, of a preacher or, or mm. teacher or anything like that. They're just a tool used by God. So through faith in God, you know, David defeated the giant in his life and, uh, the entire Israeli army witnessed this and soon all of Israel heard of it mm-hmm. you know and again if it was a valiant warrior they probably would have just given the credit to the valiant warrior mm-hmm. but this gave glory to God throughout all Israel that's right and it it taught them look what God can do through us if we have the faith
0: mm-hmm.
1: so David was definitely a contagion of faith
0: absolutely absolutely I
1: agree so, now we fast forward about 40 years. Okay. David's already become king of Judah and then all of Israel, and he's ruled for a couple decades. So, now he's about he's about in his 50s at this point. And we're going to pick up in 2 Samuel 21, verses 15 through 17. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted and Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels, now that's about seven and a half pounds, and, and who was armed with a new sword, said that he was going to kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to David's rescue, and he struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. So, 40 years later, David is facing the same old enemies. (laughs) You know, he already defeated Goliath, but now, in his old age, when he doesn't have that youthful vigor, he's got to face giants again. Right. And so, things that we conquered earlier in our life, we have to be vigilant. They may reemerge later on in our lives. Yeah. You know? And depending on where our spiritual maturity is and our strength is at that time, we, we, you know, we'll resist them or we might fall back into them.
0: God does a new thing, not the devil. Right. So the devil has the same bag of tricks. Right? Exactly. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he comes back to the same thing over and over and over again.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. You know, if, if a certain temptation successfully enticed you in your younger days, you know, you got saved, you dedicated your life to God, you, you you learn to resist it, but then all of a sudden, 10, 20, 30 years later, it presents itself again. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, even when he tempted Jesus, remember? And then he left, he said, it left for a season.
1: Mm hmm. Right. Looked for he, another opportunity. Yeah. They, yeah. You know,
0: he's a limited,
1: a limited being. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But he is persistent. He is, absolutely. And so absolutely. we've got to be persistent, too. Definitely. So uh here we see the giant- uh, you know another giant they, they had a battle with the Philistines again, and there was another giant, and that's what the descendants of Rafa were. Now, this particular person may not have been a direct descendant of Rafa, but that kind of became a metaphor for a giant. Mm-hmm. you know, oh, he's a descendant of Rafa. It just means well, he's a giant, mm-hmm. okay because apparently uh historically, Rafa was one of the first giants to live among the philistine communities. Gotcha. So Abishai is the son of Zeruiah, which is David's little sister. So David's nephew kills the giant that was going after his uncle David. And um, so we see here, former weaknesses may present themselves again. So Satan is tenacious. He doesn't give up. And we see that time and time again in the Bible. Absolutely, He is defeated, but he won't stop his trickery you know he'll he'll always try to trick us trip us up but because he is defeated we can we can resist and defeat him every time he attacks mm-hmm. no matter what he uses and in matthew 10:16 it says behold i send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves so we need to know we need to be wise as serpents we need to know the tactics of the devil and like you said earlier or in the in the previous uh part 1 know your enemy You know, so we need to know Satan. We need to know his tricks, his schemes, his fiery darts that he uses against us, so we can recognize it and then apply. Because what did Jesus do? He used the Word to refute Satan. It is written. That's right. Yeah, and so once we recognize what trickery Satan's using against us, then we can use the Word of God against that.
0: Yeah, you need to match the weapon for the battle Mm -hmm. as well, and you got uh, so you got to know what's in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to know the word too.
1: Yep. yep, yep, and that's where so you know be harmless as doves. So we need to know the wiles of the devil, but walk as children of God. And as children of God, we're gonna know. We need to know His word. Yep. And Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come." So in this verse, we know that when you get saved and become a child of God, you're a new creation. So all those old wicked things that you did are washed away by the blood of Jesus. Okay, but that, if you go back to the original text, the words that were used for old things are passed away can also be looked at as passing by something, walking by something. So imagine that you're walking down the road and then that old temptation that used to trip you up every time is there on the side of the road going, Yoo-hoo-hoo, over here, look at me. Okay. What you, what, what this, uh, pass by, what that verb connotates is looking the other way and passing it by. Okay. And, uh, so old things are passed by. So whenever not only are they passed away, you know, thrown into the sea of forgottenness, washed by the blood of Jesus, but you can also look at it as, if it confronts you again, you just look the other way and pass it by. Okay? So don't pay any attention to it. You know, Jesus said, enter not into temptation. Because once we enter into that temptation, more than likely the flesh is going to take over. Wow. And we're done for. It's a slippery slope.
0: Yeah.
1: So So um, what we need to do is if we're enticed by old temptations, we just need to look the other way, ignore it, not give it any time in our mind, and just pass it by and keep going. Keep going with God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Matthew six thirteen says, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Well, that's the, that was, uh, where the Jesus gave us the Lord's prayer, right. which was like a temp template of how to pray. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we need to do is to pray to God for strength to resist temptation mm-hmm. when it presents itself. Um, Lord help us to resist and avoid temptation when it comes. Yep. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan of how it's translated. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Like God's leading you into right, it. Right, you know right. what? What it really means is just Lord, help us to resist it when it, when it presents itself.
0: Yep. and of course, if you resist the devil, he shall flee from you. Right. So yes. Yep.
1: Yep. Um. So we're going to pick it back up in Second Samuel eighteen twenty two, and it's, we're continuing on with the battle with the Philistines. So in the course of time, there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. At that time, Sibi-Kai, the Hushathite, killed Saf, one of the descendants of Rapha. In another battle with the Philistines at Gob, Elhanan, son of Jair, the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. In still another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all. He also was descended from Rapha when and when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemei David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants of Rapha and Gath, and they all fell at the hands of David and his men. So we see here not only did the giants reappear, but they reappeared more than once right There were several of them so problems and things that you conquered earlier in your life they could reemerge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are times where we go through storm after storm after storm, one behind the other. Mm-hmm. And you're just wondering, you know, when am I going to get a break? Right. But that's just sometimes things that happen in life. Mm-hmm. You know, so you conquer one giant and there's another. You conquer that giant, there's another. You conquer that giant, there's another. Mm-hmm. But as you see, you know, if you don't lose heart and you press on, then, um you know, Israel conquered every one of these giants.
0: Yep. That's exactly right. Well, I like, uh, and I, you know, the example that he set. That's the, the key. David's example now that we're seeing it too. Mm-hmm. You know, we had talked about that earlier where, where Saul's example spread fear. Now, David's example spread something completely different.
1: Yeah, and if you notice, the, the ones that killed the giants were the younger generation. Yeah. Um, down here, the one that killed the, the giant with the six... Yeah, the fingers and and toes.
0: toes,
1: That was his, that was Jonathan, Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, David's brother. So David, so two of David's nephews Mm -hmm. killed giants. That's right. So they were inspired by his faith. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And so like you said, you know, this time David, uh, the soldiers of Israel were inspired by David's faith and courage and uh, the younger generation of Israelites killed these giants. So David was a contagion of faith. So, see, being a contagion isn't necessarily a bad thing. No,
0: that's exactly right. Matter of fact, it's a really good thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if you're passing on something positive. That's exactly right. Now, something interesting here is when faith was spreading through the Israeli army, uh, Goliath taunted them day and night for 40 days. Mm -hmm. However, in this latest example, when this giant taunted Israel... He was killed right away. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between faith and fear. You know, if you, if you have fear, it's going to feel your problem and it's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have faith, you can snuff it out in a shorter amount of time. Now it may not leave right away. It may put up a fight, mm-hmm. you know, but if you press on, you're going to have the victory.
0: Well, the battle may be there, but not the fear, you know, right? The, I mean, the battle may still be going on, but. If you're not fearful during the battle, it doesn't seem that long either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really, truly, it, it passes by.
1: Yep. Oh. And so, and, and that's why the Bible says 365 times, fear not. Mm-hmm. Fear is such a destructive thing. That's right. Um, so we see in Second Corinthians 5, verse 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. See, when Goliath challenged the armies of israel they were walking by sight right you see that dude Getting you see how big he, and ferocious he is i'm not challenging him yep. you know um david walked by faith and he inspired the younger generation and all of israel after him to walk by faith yes. as example e- exemplified by their defeating these giants yep. and hebrews 11 one says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so we have faith that we're going to have the victory through God and we got, give God the glory ahead of time. You know, it's like if I gave you a deed to a house, you look at the deed and you know, Oh, it's a 2500 square foot house, you know, on, on two acres of land and oh, Hey, yeah, it's located in that, that new subdivision. That's really nice and a oh, two story house. Oh, it's got a pool. So you're, you're reading all about the house. You've never seen it. So how do you know it exists? Right. Because you've got that legal document that says it exists. And it's got that, you know, that legal document says you own it, Mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, it's faith like that. You've never, you know, that deed is your faith. It's the substance that you have that house, that that house exists and it's yours Mm -hmm. until you can actually get there to occupy it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's the faith in the the promises of the Bible. You got to believe it. Mm -hmm. Now, that's imperative. You can know it and not believe it. And it renders ineffective. Mm -hmm. but the promises in the Bible, you've got to believe them. Right. 100%. Not just know it. You've got to
1: believe Mm -hmm. them. So we have to read the word to know it in our mind, but we also got to get to a point where we believe it in our heart. That's right. It's got to drop down six inches from your head to your heart. (laughs) Amen. That's right. Yep. And so finally, uh, the last verse I'd like to talk about is Mark 11, verse 23 through 25. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. So, if we, if we break down these, uh, pa- this passage here, it says, one, have faith. Right. And number two, speak, faith, talk like David did. That's right. Got to watch his words. Yep. Speak to the mountain or the giant, you know, as David did. Put faith into action. Mm -hmm. You know, David didn't just, you know, rebuke the giant and then stand there and said, okay, let's go home. We won. Right. You know, he put it into action. He grabbed stones. He he charged towards the giant. He slung the rock. And then walk in forgiveness. And that's an important one. Sure. Okay, because forgiveness will block our prayers from getting answered. Absolutely. And so we have to have a, a lifestyle of walking in forgiveness and not holding grudges.
0: Well, you need to remember that the power of life and death rests in the tongue. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that the words that are coming out of it are lining up with life. Choose mm-hmm. life. Don't choose death. And, uh, you know, you need to make sure that your faith in the action you know, is uh, faith without works too, though is dead. So you got to make sure that what you're working for, you mix in with that faith, and and uh, whatever you put your hand to, the, the Bible tells us it will prosper. Mm-hmm. Now, that's in all things. That's both you know, trying to uh, advance our life here on earth. You know, uh, living in a prosper a prosperous way, but you know also through our battles. I mean, uh, making sure that whatever we put in our hands to there, it will prosper that way too. So mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Yep.
1: Yeah. So we have a choice. We can either spread faith or we can spread fear.
0: Well, I'm going to make a choice, make a choice every day. Now faith is what I like to spread because mm-hmm. that's what I like to get too. So freely I receive and freely I will give. And, uh, if the Lord, uh, increases my faith, <laughs> You know, we need to speak those things, not just to our circumstances, but to others as well. You can't be contagious unless you get spread person-to-person contact, right? Right. So, uh, you know, I I don't just write it down and leave it sitting somewhere. You need to give it from one to another. You need to share your experiences. You need to share your testimony. Uh, You need to do it in a way just like David did, though, when he was brought back to remembrance that it's all about God and not about you, and and remember that, and make sure that He's the focal point for that sharing too. So, anyway, well, Rick, I got to tell you, man, I've enjoyed it. Uh, David is, uh, is a is a is a unique person in the Bible. He's messed up time and time again, and uh, man, I I would know that everybody listening can relate to him as well because um, we all have fallen short and. Uh, it's a good thing we've got a God that knows uh, how to love us unconditionally, mm-hmm. gives us grace and mercy, and uh, man, I've really enjoyed today. So moving forward, Rick, I'm determined. I make a choice. I'm going to be a contagion person of faith. How about you, brother? Me
1: too.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, folks, I appreciate you joining in. Thank you for being with us, and until next time, I'm Pastor Mike.
1: I'm Brother Rick.
0: And uh Rick, get us out of here.
1: Okay. Until next time, keep on preparing your heart for the coming revival. Amen.